Hello, everyone. This is the D-Rays Bay Playoff Podcast Series. I'm Brett Rutherford. Joining me on tonight's Instant Reaction Podcast for Game 1 of the ALDS is Danny Russell and Jim Turvey. The Rays and the Yankees just wrapped up Game 1. The Yankees took it 9-3. to And, uh, gentlemen... We did a couple wins last week. Those were fun. Those were fun podcasts. Tonight, I have a feeling it's not going to be so much fun. Uh, a game that was very entertaining going into the ninth inning. It was a one-run game. The Yankees had the lead. Ultimately put up a five spot uh, against Mr. John Curtis out of the Rays' bullpen. And that blew this one open. And they take game one of the series. Um, lots of questionable decisions from the manager, Kevin Cash. And we're going to talk about those. Uh, but Blake Snell versus Garrett Cole was the matchup tonight. And neither guy was on their best game. A lot more runs in the first five innings than I think a lot of people would have expected. Uh, Jim, I'll start with you. Thoughts on Blake Snell's outing tonight? Um, I, I think it says a lot about how far he's come that this is, when he's as off as he is, it's, it's still not the worst outing in the world. And if, if he was treated like he would be on a normal night, he we're looking at not a loss, but a, a no decision having given up three earned. Um, I don't think you can really hang that, that, uh, that final homer on him. So he certainly wasn't the, the ace we're looking for. There wasn't a lot of swing and miss stuff at all. Um, maybe that's the, the most troubling takeaway for me, but to be able to kind of grind, to to keep you in a game against Cole, I think when it's when it's not your best outing, I I, I don't really hang this one on on Snell uh, in particular. Mm-hmm. Danny, any thoughts? I'm sure you have a ton. Of course, <laughs> I mean Snell. I I agree. We got four solid innings out of Snell, and a fifth inning that Cash was clearly uh, just comfortable allowing to happen. Uh. It wasn't like last week where Snell's fastball was everything. Uh, tonight, it was easily seen by Yankees hitters. The curveball was not uh, its its special uh, capable self. So really, he had to turn to the changeup, and he used the changeup to great effect. We saw him use it uh, when the bases were loaded with two outs in the fourth inning, and he dropped the changeup in right at the top of the zone to get out of there later and use the changeup to end uh to end the fifth inning and that was outside to the hitter instead of at the top of the zone he was able to command that for the strikes when he needed it most and i think that's what else now needs at least one go-to pitch and he should give you a good outing and when snell has all his pitches <laughs> clicking then you get a cy young tonight was not a cy young outing but that's okay uh the thing that was surprising was that the fifth inning mm-hmm. and it, we've got to talk about that decision to, to leave him in uh yeah diego castillo warning warming the rays were in the lead it was pretty clear that snell did not have his best stuff and cash sends him out back for the fifth to face the number nine hitter uh higashioka the yankees catcher Higashioka hits a, a massive home run. I, I, yeah. I don't think anyone was expecting that. <laughs> uh, and at the end of the day, I don't, I, I'm don't. i not going to lose sleep over that at bat. But then to leave him out there to face the top of the Yankee order, he gets LeMahieu out, but then Aaron Judge gives the Yankees the lead uh, with a line drive shot to left field. And that was the last time. The, the Yankees never turned back from there. So that's the decision. Like You had Diego Castillo warming. And it's not even that... 
whether like I don't even want to debate whether or not leaving Snell out there was the right or wrong decision. I think it was the wrong one. But what bothers me is that this was so out of the norm from the type of decision making we've seen from Kevin Cash and the way he's managing his bullpen. And even though it's a playoff series, and even though it's a different format, Kevin Cash went against the grain. Like his own thought process that we've seen time and time again over these last few seasons by pulling the pitcher before the big hit, not letting him go a third time through the order, especially when they're not on their on their best night. That's what happened tonight, and it came back to bite him. It came back to bite the team. Uh, and, and ultimately, uh, I, I don't think it was the right decision. And hopefully the race can bounce back tomorrow night, but... I don't know. I, that, yeah, that was a bit awkward, wasn't it? The, we are used to a hyper-aggressive Kevin Cash, even in the regular season. When it came to the first round of the playoffs, when every game felt like an elimination game because it was only a three-game series, we saw Nick Anderson pitching <laughs> for his life, right? We saw the best the race had to offer in those two games against the Blue Jays to make sure that a game like this did not happen. Mm-hmm. Tonight, yeah, I, the first of five. Yeah, the opposite. I and I really do. I I would love to hear what what Cash's post game comments are. But to me, it read exactly like kind of what what the consensus is going to be is that he kind of got a little too cute with the with the no days off. Uh, I think I think they really are putting a point of emphasis on the on the on that given the how they used the bullpen the rest of the game, and that's maybe another thing we'll we'll touch on briefly is really saving every single bullet there. That that's the good news and the bad news uh, to a certain extent is it, it looks like even in a, a one run deficit, they were not willing to put in any of their big arms. And it seemed like cash wanted to get steal every single out he could out of Snell. And that's like, like you guys both said, it's really, it's out of the ordinary. It's, it's not what the race have done so successfully this year. And it's, it's kind of a bummer, honestly, I, I, I've got, we've, we've gotten so accustomed to cash pulling the strings in, in a way that, that, uh, kind of aligns with with how most fans are going to view it there, and and to to have it on a on a big stage like this, maybe it got in his head a little bit. Maybe they had an overarching plan and and couldn't quite adjust. But uh, it just it just seemed it seemed to 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 really be against yeah. what what he usually is doing. Yeah, and the talking point, the main talking point, has been no off days. They're going to be playing Monday through Friday if this series goes five, and then right after that, the ALCS starts on Sunday. There's no off days there either. But that's part of the reason there's a 28-man roster. That's part of the reason we have 14 pitchers on the roster now. And, yeah, you're going to manage games a little differently. Yeah, it's the postseason. Um, But I don't know. Again, that's the decision he made. It felt like, I'm not saying this is what actually happened, but it felt like the Rays were punting on this game, a very winnable game. And, and, And part of the reason it was so winnable was because the bats got to Garrett Cole. Once again, Randy Rosarena... G-Man Troy, um, both writing themselves into Ray's folklore. Uh, G-Man Troy already was. Um, but again, another G-Man Troy home run off of Garrett Cole. He he had that really good numbers against Garrett Cole coming into this game, even though, you know, it was like, I think, 17 plate appearances, uh, but had like three home runs. Picks up another one tonight. And uh, G-Man Troy, does he own Garrett Cole? <laughs> I think I think that's that's definitely the positive that you take away from it is cold. Cold didn't look like he, he really had the, the raise on lock. I mean, the, there was a lot of hard contact off him all night. Uh, he got his strikeouts. The, the Rays will be fine with that, but the, if it, it did, 
does come down to a, a game five, I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, but if we, if we have to face Cole again and it's going to be on short rest, I, the, the, the bats were, were there tonight. And uh, that's why it makes it even more of a bummer that, that uh, the cash couldn't quite pull the trigger there. But I, I think to, to focus on the positive for a second is, is all the, all the bullets are saved. Um, looking at the series to start, you would have said game one, Cole fully rested is probably the, the toughest matchup for the Rays. So not to kind of let them off the hook here, but that's maybe the game that you would say, all right, a, a one run loss is, is, is fine. And so I think if we zoom out and kind of can just wipe out that ninth inning, now whether that can be wiped out in, in the minds of both teams is another question, but uh, I, I think there are positives there for sure. Cash just hanging the rookies out to dry in the ninth inning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was brutal. Yeah. Poor John Curtis, right? Yeah, 30 minutes of just suffering on the mound for John Curtis. Yeah, that that was rough. But and like, it was a one-run game. You had Hunter Renfro on the bench, probably coming in for Kiermaier to hit in the ninth against Araldis Chapman, who in the past the Rays have had some success against. And it seemed like a winnable game at the time. And I would have preferred to see the A bullpen. One of the guys, either Castillo, who I wish we had seen in the fifth, or Nick Anderson um, pitch in that. Who was inning. warming? Who was warming up? Yeah, and and they go with Curtis, and I, I want to hear Cash to defend that. And I'm not here to knock Kevin Cash for for 20 minutes on this podcast because. Well, while we're knocking Cash, I have one more. <laughs> okay, go for it. Go <laughs> he for did it. A, go ahead. Did a series of strange choices because another one that I I jotted down here in the moment too was. The the um I think it was bottom of the fifth bases loaded so that they had just given up the lead now there's two outs bases loaded is this Margot and, and Margot is up mm. and no pinch hit there and I again I, he's been so if, great if you were going to pinch hit with Austin Meadows at some point pinch hitting him in the catcher slot later only to put Michael Perez back in in the same spot so Meadows only gets one at bat was so strange anyway. You're not going to find a higher leverage point than that. No. What what other opportunity in this game were you going to have for a left-handed hitter to come in and do some damage? It it was a very strange uh, idea to leave Margot in. I guess you're just trying to protect the defense. Right. Uh, this is Meadows' first game back from his oblique injury. And Margot's played in Petco weeks. a lot. Margot was, should have been comfortable. Then again, Margot also had the error. <laughs> that yeah. was not scored an error. I think it was scored a double. But it was baseball, scored a double off of uh off of his mitt um just just the the vibes were off in this game man yeah but it, but they weren't though like it was a one-run game and that's why like watching that ninth inning watching everything unravel like this was a winnable game this was a game the rays were in the lead in the fifth inning sure uh and, you know going into that inning and, and it's it's tough to swallow this as like a game that we had to punt a game that the broadcast was talking about bringing in a position player at one point yeah. after Shane McClanahan walked. Let's talk about Shane McClanahan. Major League debut. Welcome gets his opportunity. Show. That's cool. Only First ever pitcher, I think, to make his Major League debut in the postseason. Yep. Um, incredible stuff. Not really the situation that I think he or the fans were hoping for um, coming in in a game <laughs> that was uh, all but over. Um, but good to see him. He was bringing the heat and uh, looked a little nervous, as he would be. Uh, but overall, I thought really, really nice to see uh, Sugar Shane McClanahan out there. Yeah, it was nice to see that he could throw 
the high octane stuff, not always for a strike. Um, <laughs> you know, the situation has a lot to do with it. Um, it was kind of a mess anyway, the game, uh, the team. So seeing him come in and kind of like struggle with his command or have a pop up where then he gets <laughs> tackled like it's an NFL game. I know I'm aware that two NFL games also happened tonight, but Brandon Lau <laughs> didn't have to do that to Sugar Shay. <laughs> Didn't have to do him dirty no, like that. Ran him over. Um, but overall, uh, I, even though this game was not a fun one, I am not panicking about this series yet, especially with the matchup tomorrow. Real quick thoughts on that before we wrap this up. Tyler Glass now versus Davey Garcia. Um, uh, the race should be heavily favored in this one. I mean, not when I say heavily, probably like minus 170 on the money I mean, line, the Rays are in the number one seed let's not get this wrong well they were and, underdogs in the series according uh, to Vegas according but to the Vegas. biggest but that gets weighed by how many Yankee fans are out there betting right true good point I, but let's also consider what the Yankees did tonight was also in its own way historic and I don't think we're going to see the Yankees continue to be historic after tonight so if you want to feel good about something this was only the fifth time in postseason history that a team scored nine runs in three straight games. Mm -hmm. The last team to do that was the 2008 race. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So the Yankees have had a good run of three games, but also 11 home runs in three games in three postseason games. 11 home runs is the most ever for a three game stretch in the playoffs. The Yankees can't keep this up. So I, I look at it two ways. I, I think you can, you can come out of this, Glass half empty, glass half full. I think the glass half empty is honestly, I didn't see a lot of love swing and miss from that Yankee lineup. They looked pretty locked in, but like Dang said, is that a three game stretch or is that the real thing? There are some good bats in that lineup, but that bat, those bats can also get cold. Stanton and, and judge as, as hot as they can run can also go, go pretty cold. And I, I think tomorrow will be a pretty good case study of, of how they handle a righty and seven lefty in, in glass now and someone and and the the Rays top base top uh, bullpen guns. If if it's a close game, we're going to get to see Castillo, Anderson, and Fairbanks. All three are there. Cash Cash knows this is this is more than a, a one game series. This isn't a one game wild card. We we've got we still got a we got to take three out of four, which is a, a big number. But I I I'm not panicking either. And I I think game two, even if CB Buckner's behind home plate and throwing a little chaos in the mix, I, I still feel good about the Rays' chances. Wait, so glass half empty or glass half full? What is your glass now? Oh, <laughs> oh no. I think that it's it's past midnight. I think we all need to go to bed after that one. Um, but Danny mentioned how the Yankees are making history. Randy Rosarena making history. The first Rays yes, player is. ever in that... postseason history with back-to-back three-hit games. And uh, he is he's a star. We keep saying it. He is a he's star. He's the way we need to close. Uh I mean, Fangraphs today called him the not-so-secret weapon of the Rays team, right? Randy Rosarena is putting on a show. If the postseason uh, continues or not, I'm just glad we got to see Randy do his thing. And, and Jim and I have been talking about him since March. I could so do. That, that, I love to see that. Um, but that is going to do it tonight for our Instant Reaction Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow night after Game 2. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Danny and Jim for hopping on tonight. If you want these instant reaction podcasts downloaded directly to your device, make sure to subscribe to our podcast feed. 
And make sure to go to DRaceBay.com and check out all the great postseason coverage throughout this 2020 run. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Love you, Randy.